Remember those walls I built? Oh, baby, they're tumbling down. And they didn't even put up a fight. They didn't even make a sound. I found a way to let you in. But I never really had a doubt. Standing in the light of your halo. I got my angel now. Hey everyone, this is Florence Brummer. I'm the host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, especially horror, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since... 1999, the same year that I moved to Phoenix, and throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. This podcast I'm calling Full Moon Madness, and I just want to tell you about the absolute crazy month that I've had. Um, so I haven't recorded a podcast in a month, over a month, and It's not because of lack of trying, it's because I have no time. And I started this podcast almost five years ago exactly for that reason. I was having trouble with time management and I thought, you know what, I'm going to um, do a podcast about this and it's sort of a therapy for myself. I'm going to talk about what I'm going through. And I think initially it really help me, like help me put it together. And now I feel like everything's spiraling. So I just want to tell you about the last four weeks. And for the longest time, I did this podcast on a weekly basis and felt that I could really schedule it in. Every weekend, I had a very similar routine. I would do the podcast. I would go to church. I would see my family. I would generally go to the movies. I would do some shopping and do some work too. But it felt like I was able to cram a lot into the weekends. Now my weekends feel so rushed and I don't get anything done, it feels like. So since I last talked to you, um, on a very, very fun side, I went to Halloween Horror Nights and went with my youngest daughter, Maggie, and we had a great time. We did what's called the RIP tour, the Rest in Peace tour, which they consider like their VIP tour. For the price, I think it's worth it. Um, you get dinner. They will they bring you back at the end of the night where you can get coffee and waters and snacks. You get waters throughout the night. Um, you get a nice buffet dinner. You get sodas, you get coffee. If you want alcohol, you pay for that. But uh, there's no way I could drink and be on my feet like that for the whole night. We had a great tour guide, maybe my favorite. She was hilarious. And the biggest benefit is they walk you to the front of the lines. So, for instance, the Last of Us line was a four-hour wait. This is for a six or seven minute attraction that you walk through. And um, honestly, I didn't really like the show, The Last of Us. I couldn't make it past the first um, episode. I thought it was so boring. I thought it was similar to The Walking Dead, which was 
redoing civilization after a zombie apocalypse. I thought the monsters were dumb looking. I was not into it. So I really didn't care about that one. There was ones that I really cared about in terms of the mazes. But people really liked that show and waited four hours. I can't even imagine that the evening, it's like from six to two. So that's their whole evening. They do that and maybe one other. We did everything. We did absolutely everything. They walked us to the front of the line on the tram ride. You get your own private tram, which is more like an open air bus with padded seats. There's waters on the bus. Um, If you need a bathroom break, they walk you to the bathrooms. If you have questions about what there is, your tour guide is able to answer those. The tour guides always tell you like nice facts about what celebrities have been spotted doing the tours. There's just a ton of fun things that you do on the tour. My favorite maze of the night was Evil Dead Rise. It was the only thing that we went back and repeated on our own. It was beautiful. It was glorious. And just a great night. They brought you back into um, from the tram. You walked through uh, Jupiter's Claim, which was the town from Nope. They had that last year. And just as fun. They um, At the Bates Motel, they had kind of like a clown circus-themed... Um, nope, I'm confusing it with a different year. Bates Motel was... Um, they had a... Uh, like an exterminator that was scary. And so there was like giant bugs and, you know, people in life-size bug costumes. It was great. Like it was all a great time, a great evening. So the next morning, um, we I woke up early and my daughter slept in. She's always able to sleep in. And I let her sleep and I just kind of worked and dozed and things like that. And then we got up and we got ready and we went and saw, um, saw X And then when we finished the movie, I went to the Film Vault Studios and recorded a Halloween episode for the Film Vault. So that was great. It was a great couple of days, like super whirlwind, insane, you know. So the next day, so that was the first through the third. I was only gone two days. When I got back on the fourth, I kept saying to my staff, how long was I gone? It was two days, right? Not two weeks, Tons of emails, piles of mail, piles of packages, just an insane amount of everything. It was so nuts. And when I get back, it's really like really paying the piper. And I tried to, I had stayed up on, stayed kind of current on emails um, because I was doing them on my phone. So there's not a whole lot I could do, but what I was doing was I was cleaning them up quite a bit, where I would delete everything that was spam or advertising, or if it was something that I could answer like in a sentence or two, I would answer it on the phone, and then just saved everything else till I got back. So for the rest of that week, it was just crazy. And I had um, tons of meetings and some courts and got through that week. And then the weekend um, was pretty relaxing, you know, the weekend of the 7th and the 8th. Um, And Monday was um, Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. And 
that was a day where I think I went cycling early. My daughter didn't have school. So I went into the office and didn't have to worry about picking her up or any of that. So then the um, kind of a blessing was the next day, a hearing that I was supposed to have actually got pushed off until I think February. So I had a few days where I could still, I was still doing catch up from the prior week of being gone to work days. Um, and my, one of my staff members was off. So that was a bit of a challenge. Um, whenever a staff member's gone, you know, it, it kind of means I'm doing their work too. Um, oh, and the other new thing, I bought a new car during that time. Um, my car was getting really old. My husband and I were sharing a car and I wanted something that if I was, going to go somewhere with my kids and my grandkids, we could all fit. And I'd been looking at the Kia Carnival. They were extremely hard to find. Every time they get in stock, they're immediately sold out. And one was, one came in, it was the version of it I wanted, and I finally got it. And maybe it was because it was Columbus Day weekend, maybe people weren't shopping for cars as much. So I got it. And that, honestly, in terms of making my life easier, really has. Uh, my files fit in it. People fit in it. It's comfortable. My um, Nissan Juke is really small. And and I'm guessing like the shocks aren't as great as they used to be. So it was always a super bumpy ride. It's kind of a loud car. It's a, in a way like a tiny race car. It has no no real features because it's so old. Um, it's, you know, eight years old. And um, so like any kind of thing where the, you know, the conveniences of the modern car, like did not exist in this car. I think I had a backup camera. That might have been the only thing. Um, so my life has been made infinitely easier. And I'll tell a story a little bit later about how um, it really made it easier. I used it as an office on a day that was an extremely busy day. Um, so the next um, weekend was the Autumn Fest, and we had kind of like a Halloween autumn weekend. We went to the carnival. You know, it was the, the fall carnival always comes to my town. Uh, we went on Thursday the 12th. We always go to the carnival for so many years since my kids were little, and now I'm bringing grandkids. We always go on Thursday night. So we went on Thursday, the kids went on the rides, uh, we had dinner beforehand, which was a smart move. Usually we wait and we're like starving and trying to figure out what to do and everything's closing. Uh, in some years I've made breakfast for dinner, which has been kind of a nice treat to have pancakes at night. But this year um, I got my act together and cooked a little bit earlier, so we weren't starving when we got there. On Friday the 13th, we had a little Halloween party, very little, because my brother is still not doing great. And I'll give a, I'll give an update. Here's a, here's a, a time where I can talk about him. We've had some really good news. Let me start there. Let me start with the really good news. His cancer is shrinking. So they did a scan and the chemo and the radiation is working and the masses in his brain and his lung are smaller. So that's the great, wonderful news. 
the hard part is he doesn't feel good at all. He feels terrible. And he wasn't able to eat. The stent that he had in his throat that opened it up migrated to his small intestine. He had to have it removed from there. When they removed it from there, they nicked his esophagus. And then they were, they scheduled him for, I think it was November, to get a new stent. And in the meantime, he couldn't eat. The food was getting lodged at the top of his throat and causing him to throw up. And he just, and because he was like always in that fearful state that he was going to throw up, then he wasn't eating. Everything nauseated him and like kind of made him sick to think about it because he thought it's going to come right back up. So his significant other did an amazing thing and got a new surgery date for him for the new stunt. And he got it on Monday, this upcoming Monday or this last Monday. But he's in so much pain from it, like so much pain. And he doesn't have that smile on his face that he usually does that he's had since day one. It's really hard to see him like this. And um, we're just hoping for the best. Here's what we know. This seems usual. In this situation, he should what the doctors have said is that he should have some pretty intense pain like in his chest for about a week. And that's exactly what it's been. It's been this horrible pain in his chest. Now, it's not constant. It's coming and going. But when it comes, he's really suffering. So please keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And hopefully the next time when I'm talking to you, I have much better news. He has been able to eat. So I guess, you know, there's a blessing there. Uh, when I saw him the other day, he said he had a burrito. Um, the other night I picked him up and just drove him around a little bit. And he took a couple bites from a hamburger. I haven't seen that. And I don't even know. I can't even tell you. So um, difficult times, but also on the good news. Good news, you know. Okay. So my Halloween party this year was really small. My brother couldn't make it. His significant other didn't make it. Some people were working. My dad's been not great. He's been falling quite a bit. He broke his arm several weeks ago, and he's just not in great shape. So he didn't make it either. Him and my mom didn't make it. And it was just a tiny party, but we actually had a really nice time. It was all the young women in my life, my daughters and my nieces, who have little babies. So we had the little ones, and we had the girls. And one of my favorite things is when those girls get together, and they just sit and talk about their kids and different things they're doing with the kids. And it's really sweet. It's just, wow, they're they're so grown up. They're so mature, you know, ranging in ages from 21 to 30. And they all have these little kids and it's just a, a good time. And my sister-in-law was there and her and I sat down and did some horror trivia and just sat and talked too. Even though I see her all the time, <laughs> we were sitting and talking. So the kind of the terrible thing about this month in Arizona is we're having one of those hot Octobers. Last year, we had a great October. We had a great September it's really easing into cool weather. 
we had some 100-degree days in October. This was after I declared, I think sometime in September I declared, that's the end of our 100-degree days. And then we were down into the 80s, and then it shot back up again. Even the days where it's like 80s, the sun has been so hot. Um, you know, you everyone is still in summer clothes. No one has brought out their jeans yet or sweatshirts. Maybe you can wear a sweatshirt a little bit in the morning, but after that, forget it. I think we're finally starting to cool down again. But this weekend of the Autumn Fest, it was in the 90s. It was boiling. It was so hot. And I took my, I took one grandson to the Autumn Fest on Saturday and the other one on Sunday. Both days were miserable. They both had bright red faces from the heat. Um, you couldn't go on the jumpy rides because they were too hot. <laughs> uh, we went into a pumpkin patch, which was like, what a bummer when it's, you know, 95 degrees out and being in the punk- pumpkin patch. So we just kind of ran through the whole thing. I don't think we stayed more than an hour, hour and a half. It was just too hot. So that was that weekend. And then um, the next week was where, now this is really kind of my exciting stuff to talk about, is that I had um, the Monday and Tuesday, so the 16th and the 17th, I had hearings. Um, I've had a lot of overlapping hearings. On the 16th, I had two hearings at the same exact time. So I had my associate cover one while I covered the other. And then I had a hearing on the 17th, and then I was leaving on the 18th. Actually, a hearing popped up on the 18th, and I had to get coverage for that. So the 18th to the 21st was the trip I have been waiting for. And it was going to New York, and then during the same trip, going to L.A. Um... So I left for New York on Wednesday. I had like a 12.40 p.m. flight, which is kind of a good time for a flight. I went to the office in the morning. I packed. I felt really good. Got to the airport, grabbed some water, sat in the lounge. It wasn't too crowded. And then as my plane is, um, I'm starting to leave the airport. I My plane is going to be boarding. I get a email that says that the Costco order that I ordered for the set on Friday was canceled. And I ordered it a week before. And as I'm getting on a plane and starting the most insane three days of my life, I get a um, I get a email that it's um, canceled. So I frantically start calling and texting everyone. I'm texting the director. I said, I put in this order. It got canceled. I put in the same order again, um, and it gets canceled. And on the plane, I ordered the internet so I could try to figure this whole thing out. I had my assistant calling, and basically Costco said, we don't like that. It's like a system error that because it's getting shipped to another place, it the system sees it as fraud, so it got canceled. So I'm having a heart attack. Ultimately, what happened was I just emailed the order to the director, and he went and did the Costco order. 
I felt terrible because I really wanted to take it off his hands, but at least he had a list to work from that I had carefully crafted so that I could run a craft services table for that day. It included iced coffees, waters, jerkies, chips, pretty much everything got eaten. I'll get to that in a minute. So there was tons of issues with the shoot. Like right when I landed in New York, I got a call from the, um, I can't remember the what the acronym stands for, but it's UPM. And I got a call from her and I thought, I'm like, she's going to hate what I did because I ordered Jimmy John's for lunch. And I thought, oh, there's a problem with it. I screwed it up. They're going to want to take it over. It wasn't even that. They just asked if the lunch, if the sandwiches could be picked up at one for the lunch break at two. And the good news was I had already done that. I had ordered the lunch an hour before the lunch break. So all of it was fine. Like all of it was fine. But the whole time on the plane, um, I was like stressing about it cause I'd gotten a text to call her and I'm thinking something screwed up and it was all fine. Also on the plane, I, um, was trying to work, you know, and just catch up on my emails and just kind of be up to date because I had, I bought just an hour of internet and I, my QuickBooks, uh, had an update. And so I'm, updating it from the plane and and my QuickBooks at the office crashes. So I'm trying to handle it from a plane. <laughs> and I and going to New York, you lose three hours. So left at twelve forty, landed at eight thirty PM. Um so it just was very much like ugh like gave you instant jet lag, you know? Um and then the whole thing with trying to get uh, coverage counsel for the Wednesday hearing. And it was literally the only time I couldn't do the hearing. The hearing was scheduled Wednesday. It was a virtual hearing Wednesday at 2.30. And that was the time I was in the air. So if it was in the morning, it would have been fine. If it was Thursday or Friday, I could have stepped out from wherever I was and did the hearing. But being in the air, there was just no way to do it. So I land in New York and it went pretty smooth. I took a cab to the hotel. I stayed at the Lexington, a hotel I really liked, but a little bit of disappointing. I guess they were sold out. And so usually I get, um, you know, a little bit of an upgrade, like a little bit of a, a, like a higher floor or a corner room or something. And I walk in and they said, we're completely sold out. So I can't give you any upgrade. I hadn't even asked. It was the first thing he said to me. Can't give you any sort of an upgrade. Um, and so here you go. I was on the third floor, which was the lowest floor. I guess if there was any place that this was going to happen, this was the time. Because I was literally only in my room to sleep because I was so busy. And they were very nice. They, you know, had bottles of water for me. They gave me $35 credit a day to use in the restaurant. After I got unpacked a little bit, I went and had a drink. Because, of course, I wanted to get, like, an appetizer or something, and the kitchen was closed. Like, it was like, ugh, just my luck. Like, nothing was working out, you know? Um, but I did have a really nice Cosmo, and the bartender had some cashews, and it just was fine. It was perfect. So I, I go to bed. And I can't sleep because it's three hours earlier for me. 
But I have to be up at 6 a.m. New York time, which is 3 a.m. Arizona time, because I have a whole day at Vogue. I signed up many months ago for Vogue Forces of Forces of Fashion. And it was conducted at the Vogue offices. And you went to just like different sessions about different things at Vogue, like makeup and shoots and articles. Anna Winter did the opening remarks. Emily Ratajkowski was on one of the panels. Beanie Feldman. Um, Anna Sophia Robb was on a panel. Uh, Linda Evangelista was there. Like, oh my gosh, like she is one of the core supermodels from the 90s, like crazy. So it was all um, amazing, like an amazing day. They opened up the the Vogue uh, cafeteria for us, the Vogue coffee shop. They're like, help yourself to anything. It was a delight. Oh, but I'm like sort of getting ahead of myself. So that morning, I get dressed. I wear, I'm like, what should I wear? You know, I so I wore my black suit. I brought my black suit. I wore a, a red satin shell underneath it. And I carried my red Fendi baguette. And I wore red Christian Louboutins. So um, I knew it was not going to be amazing to the fashionistas that I was going to be hanging out with all day. And the women were dressed impeccably. And the men too, the, the, the men that were there, mostly women, you know, shoes, bags, whatever. But I did get some compliments on my baguette. One from Anna Sophia Robb, who played Carrie Bradshaw in the Carrie Diaries, which was a prequel to Sex in the City. So the day starts off, the Vogue offices are at the World Trade Center, the new World Trade Center, obviously. And I had to walk through this atrium that they call the Oculus, which has all these shops to get to the Vogue elevators. And I walk in and echoing throughout the atrium is the theme song to Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, what is this? And there was a row of people standing with their backs to me. And if you're ever in a horror movie, that's one of the scariest things in a horror movie is someone walks in a room and a person's back is to them. I don't know why, but it's a very effective horror movie trope. And so all these people were standing in a row with their backs to me. And I am like, where is this music coming from? It's like piano, Nightmare on Elm Street theme song. Finally, I realized there's a piano in the middle of the atrium. And there's a guy just playing it. And he had a songbook that said Nightmare on Elm Street score. And he was just playing it. It was eerie and beautiful. And I thought that was just one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. So I go to the Vogue elevators and there's this stupid line. Oh my God, do I hate standing in a line? It's like the worst thing for me. Um, I, that would be my version of hell, standing in a line. An endless, endless line. So I have to, um, you know, stand in a line. They let us in. We sit down. There's the opening remarks. 
One of the opening remarks was, Kate Winslet was almost here. I'm like, oh, come on. You've got to be kidding me. She was the cover star of October Vogue, and she almost was able to be there, but she wasn't. Um, oh, Annie Leibovitz was there, the famous photographer. Mark Jacobs. I, I saw some amazing people that day. It was super fun. Super fun. It ended up being a really long day. And I think that if there was anything, that might have been my only complaint, was that they had it end around 7. So we started at 10, and I noticed that people showed up during the day. So there was a huge crowd at 10 a.m., but throughout the day, more people were added to it. And I think a couple, I saw a couple people drop off, but mostly they just showed up. So there was more and more people. So at the end of the day, when it was the cocktail hour, there were so many people there. Um, so many times when I was in sessions, I kept my sunglasses on because I knew I looked so tired. Uh, we, they gave a great gift bag at the end with perfume and Lululemon products and makeup um, I can't even think what else is in it. Um, a Dippity Q candle. Like, it was a great gift bag. So, now I have a th- I have to get up at, let me see, 2.30 a.m. to get to a 5.45 flight at JFK. So, it's basically no sleep. And I did want to do something New York, you know, not just like go to Vogue and leave. And if you're like, hey, Florence, why did you do all this stuff in three days? I didn't have a choice. For some reason, everything in the world was scheduled October 18th, 19th, and 20th. There's so much that I missed that I couldn't go to because of everything that was happening. The Women Lawyers Conference in Arizona that I'm a sponsor of every year happened. I sent my staff to it instead. I missed a retirement party. This one will sound super silly, but I go to a cycling class and they had a Hamilton ride, which I had been clamoring for. And I missed the Hamilton ride. Um, There was other things, like it was everything during these days. So I signed up for this Vogue thing ages ago. I mean, probably the spring, you know, and it's been on my calendar and things have getting been getting built in throughout. So I know you've heard me talk about my friend Anderson Cowan from the Film Vault. He's also a movie maker and he is trying to make a feature. Right now he's making a documentary. He's trying to make a feature. So in order to do a proof of work for the feature, he sh- did a short and professional cast, film crew. I mean, there were 75 people there. And it was a one-day shoot, October 20th. So this was my one shot to be on the movie set. And I had told him, like, as he was... We knew it would be October. We weren't sure of the date. As he was saying the date, I said, you know, if I'm able to be there, I want to help with craft services. I'll hand out water or I'll order the sandwiches. I'll order pizza later. Like I'll take care of all that. Um, I don't know if I'd ever do it again. 
<laughs> it was a lot, but it all turned out really good in the end. So this was my day. This was my day to do it. And I knew I I had to get there early enough so I wouldn't miss the whole day, but really couldn't leave the night before. So my option was to leave at 5.45 in the morning. Um, so I took an Uber in like the middle of the night. Here was the only saving grace for me was that I was able to get an upgrade on the plane to one of those um, planes or to one of those seats that was a pod that laid flat. So this was a flight that I think was international and then it stopped in New York and then went to LA. So they had the pods and I was able to get one and it was glorious. Oh my gosh. If I wouldn't have had that happen to me, it would have um, been a disaster. I would have been a mess the whole day. And so as part of having the pod, they also upgraded me to the nice lounge. So when I went to the lounge, you know, usually there's like cheese cubes and crackers and, you know, things help yourself. No, this was a menu and you ordered from the menu and they brought you it. They made me a latte in a ceramic cup. For some reason, like drinking coffee out of a glass mug, even though I do it every day, that's what I love to do. I hate to drink coffee out of a paper cup. So that's why like, I kind of hate getting Starbucks. Like, I don't want to drink out of a paper cup. I want to drink out of like a nice, hefty ceramic mug. So they made me a latte in the lounge. And then I go to the pod. And wow, it you could lay it flat. It had its own screen. They gave you fancy headphones. You had to give the headphones back. They were banging all of a sudden. Um, they came and collected them before the plane landed because I guess they're really expensive. And uh, a full pillow, a really nice blanket. They served um, a full breakfast. I had oatmeal. It was just so nice. So, 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 so good. And then I laid down and slept for a couple hours. I never sleep on a plane. So I actually was able to get like a couple hours of sleep. And then I started um, the Jennifer Lawrence movie, um, Oh gosh, the name always keeps escaping me. No Hard Feelings. A movie that I was going to skip. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. Surprisingly heartfelt, very sweet, very funny. I love the jokes in it. She was amazing. There's a kid in it. I call him a kid, but I mean, he's probably in the movie. He's 19. Maybe he's a little bit older. Like really good actor. Just loved this movie. I loved, loved it. So I watched about half of it um, because I woke up, you know, like an hour before the plane was going to land. Um, so because <laughs> here's another thing, I really make sure that I get whatever opportunity I'm able to get. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of it. So now we land in L.A. and it had been, you know, five hours since breakfast so I thought I could use like a little snack. So because, again, I was upgraded, I got to go in the flagship lounge. So I stopped in the L.A. one, even though that was my final stop. Grabbed a couple pieces of sushi, grabbed a box of water. Um, 
remember what else. Oh, a Diet Coke for the uh, taxi ride. Just got like all my stuff together. Like brushed my teeth in the bathroom. Oh, that was another thing in the pod. They gave you a, a little toiletry kit. Like, it was nice. Um, so all of that was great. So the next, my next step is to go to the hotel. And I was staying at the Chateau Marmont and I was landing, by the time I got there, it was close to 10. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no way in the world that my room can be ready, right? Like no way. Of course it wasn't, but I needed to get cleaned up. I'd been on a flight all night. I needed to change clothes. Like I couldn't show up in my clothes that I'd been wearing since, you know, that I slept in on the plane. Like I was a mess. Um, so I, I, my room wasn't ready. So I went into the bathroom of the bar and (laughs) laid out my suitcase and changed and put on makeup and just got myself more presentable. Something that I did the week before is I scheduled a hair appointment, a blowout for me at dry bar, um, because I knew my hair would be a disaster. It was, it was literally a disaster. So I went to dry bar and I got shampooed and styled. I was not about to spend a day on a movie set just being frizzy and greasy. So I got to the set about 12. I picked up the sandwiches at one. Um, I handed out sandwiches. It was so funny. Like I'm just a person who (laughs) has never done this before, you know? And it was so funny because the people who are coming to get the sandwiches, I think they just assume like this is my job because everybody on the set was a real professional. Whatever they did, that's what they do in real life. Or they thought that I, because I, I got the sandwiches from Jimmy John's, they thought that maybe I worked at, at Jimmy John's or I was there in some sort of official capacity and I was just really there helping a friend. So that kind of tickled me. And I watched, uh, after lunch, I watched the whole day of shooting. The day went especially quick. At the end of the evening, I ordered pizzas. And the whole day, I'm head counting. Like, okay, I'm going to make sure I order the correct amount of pizzas. I don't want there to be like a million pizzas left over or, or someone to not get enough pizza. So I'm head counting all day. I order the pizzas um, to be delivered at 8 and around 7.45 about half of the people on the set leave. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, all right. Um, there, I heard, uh, I left before before all the takedown because I was so, so tired. Um, I, I had planned a party. I had said, you know what, like if people want to come back to the chateau, I have a room with a balcony. And the chateau did, they upgraded me to a room that they consider a penthouse. It's on the second floor, so it's not up high, but it has a it has a baby grand piano in it, a full kitchen, and it has a balcony that stretches along the entire front of the chateau. And um, room 29 it was. What an amazing room. Um, and I thought, oh, I, you know, I didn't know. I knew I was just going to have a room with a balcony, but I didn't know it would be that. And by the end of the night, I was so tired. I didn't talk to anybody about coming back for drinks. So I got back to the room and I'm floored. I'm just floored by this room. 
and they always leave you a bottle of wine with a note. And I lay down and I was asleep in five minutes. I slept like a log. I woke up pain-free. And I swear, I think my job gives me pain because when I'm working, my hips are hurting, my back are hurting. But when I was doing that, you know, a day of craft services, like something that's not my real job, I felt great the whole day. Um, I got up at six. I said, I'm going to enjoy this room because I had kind of an early flight. I got up at six. I made an espresso in the mas- in the espresso machine, which I usually don't drink, but um, because I always use like cream and stuff and just drink regular coffee. But it, when the, in the wonderful mood that I was in, it tasted delicious. I sat on the patio. I worked for hours. I had snacks left over still from... <laughs> I had snacks in my purse from Vogue and I had snacks from the lounges. And so that was my breakfast. I'm like, you know what? I have stuff. I'm not going to order breakfast. Um, and I had this early flight because I had a wedding that I was going to. And I get a, you know, I'm, I'm about ready to leave and I get a, a an alert from the airlines that says your flight's going to be delayed half an hour. And at that moment, I'm like, yippee, I'm still in the room. I don't have to check out. I'm going to enjoy the room for another 45 minutes. So I sit down. I'm working on the patio. I'm listening to music. The Chateau has an iPod in every room with this delightful playlist from like the 50s and the 60s, maybe a little bit of 40s and 70s music. I just love it. And I play it the whole time I'm there, the entire time, time I just play the, the iPod over and over again. And um, so now it's time to leave. And I get into the Uber, sit down, and I get a thing from the airlines that it's delayed for another hour. And I'm like, oh my God, like crap. Like I could have stayed for another hour. Are you kidding me? Um, so there's nothing I can do. I'm checked out. I'm in the Uber headed there. Like, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just going to have lunch there. There's a guy Freddie, um, burger thing. And, um, I actually did have lunch there and it was pretty delicious. Um, so my flight was supposed to be at 1215. My flight actually left at 345. It kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And I was in the guy Freddy. I'm not even sure if I'm saying his name right, but, um, I'm in his little, you know, uh, burger restaurant. I'm in Burbank airport, teeny tiny airport. And it, they have the best bookstore in the Burbank airport. Um, but not really any, um, amenities like no, no lounge or anything like that. But I'm like, I'm never here this early. I'm going to try a burger. It was delicious, like a delicious bun, a delicious sauce. Um, The fries were fine, you know, but I've like really enjoyed my burger and I found this corner table. It was literally a corner. I set up my laptop and the flight keeps getting delayed. And 
I have this thing with American because of my status. I can change a flight for no charge. So I'm thinking at this point it's going to get canceled. They kept telling us it was maintenance issues, which is always the scariest thing in the world to hear. So I'm looking at the app and seeing that there's a flight tomorrow morning. And all of a sudden it says, and your flight has been changed to tomorrow morning. So looking at it, I somehow clicked too far. And um, I'm trying to change it back. And you can't change it back. You can't, like, go backwards. And at this point, they're saying the flight's going to leave at 345. And they have my luggage. And I want to be on this flight. You know, all of it. So I run to the gate agent. And I tell him the story. And he was very unhelpful. He gave me a number to call who said they changed it. And when they went back up to, when I went back up to him, he's like, nothing has changed. And then he gave me a second number um, that fixed it. And honestly, it's all my fault. You know, I shouldn't have been (laughs) clicking around. My husband says you were meddling and that's what you get. Um, But I made the flight and you know what the maintenance issues were? The bathrooms were broke on the plane. So they flew it from Phoenix to L.A. with the bathrooms broken. They never fixed the bathrooms, and they flew it back with the bathrooms broken. So they just told us, don't use the bathrooms. I was like, is that legal to have a plane with no bathrooms? But I don't know. It was an hour flight, less than an hour, so it was fine. I'm like, please, I hope I don't have to pee. (laughs) I ended up missing my cousin's wedding. You know, um, by the time I landed, it was 5.30. The wedding started at 5. I was supposed to drive my parents, um, you know, because my dad's like in not great health. And it all fell through. It just was all a disaster. So that was my only snafu on timing. Otherwise, all my flights went great. So then the next week, we're leading up to a full moon. And I really had full moon madness. I had seven hearings that week, 11 meetings. On a Tuesday afternoon, I had three meetings all in the same afternoon. One was in person. This is where my carnival came in. And I'm actually, the reason why I mention all this is this topic is called full moon madness because everything was crazy this entire week. So one of the things I try to do when things are particularly nuts is just really work on a schedule. And I will schedule myself kind of by the minute, you know, I'll get up at five and maybe schedule myself from say five to six 30 to catch on, catch up on emails, take my daughter to school, either go to the office, um, or come back and, um, and take a shower and then go to the office. And with because of my schedule, I was like really scheduled. But around like around the court and around the scheduled meetings, I was scheduling myself for everything, you know. Um, and then of course, full moon madness, my sister-in-law, who's also my legal assistant, got super sick. She was sick. It's just a cold, but like one of those awful colds, you know, like one of the terrible, terrible colds. So she was out all day Monday. She came in for a couple of hours on Tuesday. She was out all day Wednesday, but came in in the evening and worked. Then I think she was in on Thursday, although I was in court all day on Thursday. And then she left Friday for a celebration for her daughter. So being on a schedule was super, super important. 
Also that week, I gave myself a break from cooking. I don't think I cooked a meal now that I think about it. Um, I ate out um, and got takeout. It was the only way to do it. I'm usually not like that. You know, usually even if I'm super busy, I'll even make a quick meal. But it was not happening. And I was on the go a lot. Throughout it all, I still tried to keep up with exercise and walks. I think I took a couple walks. I went to two cycling classes. I've been trying to keep up on my stretching. Uh, sleep. I have been working really hard to get enough sleep, which has been hard because, you know, a lot of times I need to go to bed, but I have stuff that I'm doing late into the evening and I'm going to bed like 10, 1030, but I have to get up at five. I will be honest, I need eight to nine hours. Generally, nine hours is good for me. The day, the that night when I got back from that New York, LA trip, that night, I slept 11 hours. I was wiped, just completely wiped. Another one when you're having these crazy times, again, what I'll call full moon madness, is your self-care. I've been really delinquent in it. I have not had not had time for anything. Um, usually I'll do things like go to the chiropractor, um, maybe get an IV if I'm, if I'm dragging. There was no time for any of that. I haven't even had time to like pick up a magazine and read a couple articles or pick up one of my books, which to me, the reading is real self-care. Another important thing for me is the family thing. So I got back on Saturday, I sleep my 11 hours and I wake up and my thought was, I'm going to go to the office. And it was a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I hadn't been home in a few days. So I decided I'm going to devote some time to my family. So I threw my grandson in the car, the one that lives with me, and I went and saw my mom and dad. I went and had breakfast with my mom. I went and saw my brother and took my mom to see my brother. Then I went and saw my sister-in-law and my father-in-law and just did a bunch of family stuff. Just went and saw family. Um, I came back and spent a little bit of time with my husband. And then that evening, I went into the office. So I burned daylight just seeing family. But that was really, really, really important to me. Instead of sitting there on a Sunday afternoon when it's beautiful outside, answering emails. The other thing on when things are crazy is just trying to stay on top of emails. I can't take it anymore. My emails are literally driving me crazy. They never stop. When I went to court all day on Thursday, I came back to hundreds of emails, 300 emails from one day, less than a 24-hour period. So Friday morning, right from dropping off my daughter at 7 in the morning, I went directly to work and I answered emails for three and a half hours. Just emails, 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 emails. I went through, I had like some stacks of papers and some mail and stuff that I had to go through, but that wasn't the the bulk of it. It was the emails. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to shower. I'm going to have some lunch. I'm going to come back and I'm going to 
answer emails for the afternoon. So I go and do that. I'm gone maybe two, two and a half hours. I come back to 125 emails. And my goal was just to be done with the emails that were already sitting there and then, you know, start over on the weekend probably. So I barely got through them. It took me way, way longer. I I thought it would be like a 20-minute project. It was two hours of like getting through them. So it was five and a half hours of answering emails on Friday. That is not regular. That is not normal. And I don't know what to do about it. It Just some days are just so crazy. Um, Embrace tech, you know. So on the emails, I will have my out-of-the-office message that's somewhat helpful, but, um, you know, it just has people calling my staff, and then I come back to millions of emails. I mean, there's only so much I can do on emails. I'm not, I'm not sure what to do. Um, and then the last thing is, I just wanted to share a story about my new car. So that Tuesday, I had an a virtual hearing. I did it at the office. It was pretty quick. Then I had to go physically to court and it took about 45 minutes to get there. I attend my hearing and then I have another hearing that's going to happen on my way back from court. So I pull over, I get in the passenger side of my car. I put the laptop on my dashboard connect to a hotspot and did my hearing. So it worked out. (laughs) So that was really kind of embracing technology and something I would not have been able to do in my old car. My old car was just really compact, but I was able to set it up like a little bit of an office on the, on the passenger side. So that was embracing technology and getting something done. Okay, I need to get my daughter ready for homecoming. She is going to homecoming tonight. So again, just all the craziness that's going on. I wanted to give a couple of quick movie recommendations. Um, One is Totally Killer on Prime. Funny, um, time travel, horror, going back to the 80s. Just so fun. Tongue-in-cheek about time travel. And how time travel movies are stupid, but a super funny movie. I really enjoyed it. On the plane, I saw the movie Blackberry. I can't wait to see this movie again. I loved it. Glenn Howerton should win an Oscar for it. It's about the story of the Blackberry. And what an amazing story. The movie was so well done. There's so many of these movies right now. Like there's one on the Beanie Babies, which was good. Like I enjoyed that movie. But this Blackberry one, like the script is amazing. And the acting was amazing. I saw another movie called Level 16. It's on Netflix. It's like meh. Like it's fine. It's kind of like The Hunger Games, like a dystopian future and something that's happening with girls. It has a twist that's really not that much of a twist, but it was kind of an okay movie. No Hard Feelings, which I mentioned, I highly recommend it. It also just came out on Netflix. Five Nights at Freddy's, I saw the beginning of it, but have not seen the rest of it, but it seems really good. It's playing on Peacock and it's at the movies. And then 
If you are looking for a series to binge for Halloween, binge Fall of the House of Usher. It's one of the Mike Flanagan productions. So he did Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass and and those. Um, Fall of the House of Usher is a modern take on Edgar Allan Poe. So it's not really telling the Edgar Allan Poe stories, but bringing in elements. And I loved it. I loved it because Edgar Allan Poe gets a little dusty and... Having the um, the modern take on it made it amazing. I really enjoyed it and plan on watching it again soon. And I loved it so much. I've been re-watching Hill House as my going to bed show. And um, that's it. You can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon. And I will talk to you hopefully in two weeks. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's like I've been awakened Every rule I had you breaking It's the risk that I'm taking I ain't never gonna shut you out Everywhere I'm